0: He's on I don't know
1: why. Don't Weissman Oz, back together. Steven, how you doing? On a beautiful Friday. Steven, how are you?
2: I'm great, Errol. I'm glad to have you back here. Last week was a little tough doing the show no, without you. But uh, But remember to call this one 562 8001 Have a fun packed show for you guys today. But just before we do, I just wanted to give a little shout out this, to this, my friend. This
1: is amazing. I mean, we've known this person since seventh grade i very, very very
2: happy for just a little shout out to my friend Ashley Hickey who recently started up a mobile tanning salon business if you're interested in airbrush tanning follow her on Instagram or Facebook at Tantastic Mobile Tans and mention Weisland Oz at your next appointment for a promotional discount that's at Tantastic Mobile Tans on Facebook or Instagram so definitely check out that information for your next airbrush tan she's not on Twitter not on Twitter. Why not? I, I guess she does. she's not a tweeter.
1: <laughs> Steven, Yankees one win away from the World Series. Uh, Islanders won a meaningless regular season game last they still night. There's um, They did win. They did win. I asked you. You, you, you came up to me late last night, and you, you said you wanted to gloat. I asked you what today's date was, and uh, you, you proceeded to from there. Um, we saw Carmelo in a different uniform last night, which is a little odd. Uh, not much to break down there, honestly, um, but we'll dive into it a little bit, and obviously we have our NFL picks. Should we start thinking about the Jets and the playoffs no. in the same sentence, no. Stephen? No. Uh,
2: honestly, we shouldn't even get into much football today. There really isn't much that, that much going we on. We have our
1: NFL picks.
2: We have here. our NFL picks, obviously. And
1: what a game that was last night. That
2: ending was insane. That
1: was – pro. have you ever seen the Buffalo Wild Wings commercial? I haven't. you never seen – okay, there's a lot of them, I know. Maybe more specific. Uh, when everyone's there, having a good time, we don't want to go home yet, but the game's ending, starting the end. So they go up into the Buffalo Wild Wings headquarters, and they start press, just, just start pressing buttons to make the game extend. Like, you know, a sprinkler pops out, so the receiver trips and going in the end zone. I do TV. Steven, this, this, this advertisement or commercial was years ago, but it was one of the most iconic things we've ever seen. This was the epitome of that. Not only did we have, um, not only did Jared Cook land, and I knew it was going to happen. It happened in the Detroit Atlanta game, the 10-second runoff from a screw-up by the refs, and it was going to make me angry. So it went from 18 seconds to 8 seconds. It was a 10-second runoff because the refs did not make the right call putting Jared Cook on the one-yard line. So it went from that Do Did you think that should have been a touchdown? No, it shouldn't have been a touchdown. But I have a problem with a rule. When the refs get it wrong, it's a detriment to that team. Remember the Atlanta uh, Detroit game a couple weeks ago it was in Week Three or Week Four nonetheless doesn't matter. Um, Golden Tate was short of the one yard line but they called them in for a touchdown. There was six seconds left on the clock. Since the refs got the call wrong and they had to review it, it was an automatic 10-second runoff. Yeah, so the like game was all. over. Okay, that was almost the same situation in this in this game, but there was eight seconds left, or there was eighteen seconds left. And then Michael Crabtree, which was an obvious offensive pass. Were you watching the the last series last night? Yeah. uh, Michael Crabtree with the obvious offensive pass interference. I mean, Steve, you're sending your arms out like that. Yeah, that was obvious. Then the hold. (laughs) Then the second hold. And then Derek Carr. This is why I love Derek Carr. This is why I picked him to win MVP, which probably isn't going to happen now. But rolls out to his left, his opposite side, and they trust him over to Michael Crabtree. Amari Cooper came out last night. Steven, I felt good last night because since I wrote my NFL predictions on the blog.com, the Raiders have been a shell of themselves. The Packers lost Aaron Rodgers, so we got to discuss that. David Johnson's out for the year. Greg Olson's out for the year. Although Beckham's out for the year. Brett Marshall's out for the year. So I, I deeply, deeply apologize, but I just wanted to get that little rant off. And also, before we do get started with the Yankees, um, prayers out to Gordon Hayward. Um, prayers out to the, I mean, not really the Celtics, but just Gordon Hayward. I mean, that was just
2: gruesome. I don't know if you saw that. I saw the injury. It, um, it, it, it reminded me of, uh,
1: what's it, Paul George. Paul George. I mean, also nothing, the college. Well, nothing and... could be worse than Kevin Ware I Louisville. I mean, you, I was watching the exact, you know, when you, you saw the little white speck, which was his bone popping out of his, yeah, his leg from a compound fracture. Um, that was just that was something else to take, and it, it, it's in, it's incredible. One we'll get into
2: that. Um, it's baseball. Base, um,
1: as, as Dusty Baker is a now a free agent,
2: which is very surprising. Interesting move there from the Nationals. Was but it, uh,
1: one year was it one year?
2: Two. Two years. Yeah, they've had they'll have six coaches in the past a decade.
1: I don't, I don't understand that.
2: I don't know. Right. I don't know. But with baseball, Yankees one went away from meeting the Dodgers in the World Series. That was last night.
1: That was last night. Good Dodge, job,
2: Steven. The Dodgers clinched a World Series berth, the first time since nineteen eighty. 1980...
1: Nineteen eighty-eight. Did you see Let Me Dutch's tweet last night? No. <laughs> Dodgers go back to the World Series for the first time that should have been should have been for the first time since nineteen eighty-one. I guess something happened in the eighty-eight series because he said thanks, Davey Johnson. I guess something happened in the eighty-eight series where David jo- Davey Johnson made the wrong call. I don't know. I wasn't born there. I'll go look into it. But that was. Lenny Dykstra's been a Lenny has been a jokester the past few years. So I mean, there's
2: something not right with Lenny Dykstra. I don't
1: know what's going on. With him. Let's
2: talk some some Yankees baseball. I don't think anyone expected them to get to this level. They go on tonight. I believe it's Severino on the mound versus Justin Verlander. They defeated Keuchel twice. Not once. Once. And they the last time they versus Verlander, which was last week, they did not look good whatsoever. Verlander threw, I believe, nine complete innings, uh, giving up only one run, I believe. Um, yeah, I mean, what are you expecting from the game tonight? In, uh, the game is in Houston.
1: Um, the Yankees are still undefeated at Yankee Stadium this postseason, which is just incredible. I mean, talk about a home field. You really don't think that home field means much, but obviously for the Yankee team it does. That atmosphere um, that those players feed off of from those fans in there. My friend went to game, a good buddy of mine went to game four. And they're beating up Keiko. Yeah, they're beating up Keiko. Dude, this team's going to win in the World Series. And I've kind of come to grips with it. Because it really does it. does bother me. Steven, in 2015, uh, the Mets were as close as they were. And now I'm going to have to watch a parade uh, in New York City. Celebrating. This team was supposed to be three years away, and now they're one one away. And now, and I could go off and say, you know, well, Verlander shut them out last week. That's sort of Keuchel. It didn't mean anything. I, I it doesn't. What does it mean anymore, Stephen? Seriously. So this team, I honestly, I'm fully convinced this team is going to win the World Series. Are oh, you? Yeah. I really am. This team, but you know, you know, the resiliency of this team that I've seen time and time again. Where there was, they look like they couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat when they were going up against McCullers in Game 3, right? Yeah. They, I mean, all of a sudden, Aaron Judge hits a home run and sparks the whole team. Didi Gregorius is one is one of, if not the most valuable player on this team. This team is so resilient, so good. Aaron, so he- Aaron Judge has picked it up this year. Oh, this is where legends are made, Steve, in the postseason. Aaron Judge is starting his legacy in this postseason. This team, let's not forget... Their best prospect is still in the minor leagues. It did not come up to the major leagues after he got hurt this year, right? They have money to spend in the next couple years. Their bullpen is loaded.
2: Steven, we're going to have to deal with this for a very long time. It's crazy because we only two years ago when the Mets were in the World Series, we thought this Mets team was taking over New York for the first time in how long? <laughs>
1: uh, what a lot
2: of change of scenery it's been. This Yankees... Team went on a complete run, especially after Cashman made the monster trade. What was it? Two years which, ago,
1: which really isn't isn't panning out. I mean, if you really think about it, at this point in time, the Sonny Gray trade kind of looks irrelevant. Now he did pitch well against McCullers in Game Three, but I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about like the whole rebuild after what rebuild? The rebuild that lasted about five minutes, pretty much uh, when you you know that whole trade.
0: I mean, let's, not, let's
1: just let's just back up on those trades for a second. They got Torres. so they they it, quote unquote. They traded Chapman for Torres. Haven't seen him in the majors yet. They signed re-signed Chapman in that also. They got Lincoln. Clint Fraser. Clint Fraser, who we've seen a look, is isn't playing right now. So clearly, the, the men in head men ahead of him are more valuable than than in the Yankees True. than Clint Fraser right now at this point in time. Justice Sheffield, also in that Andrew Miller trade. Haven't seen him in the majors yet. So in the two trades, Stephen, that they used to rebuild, quote unquote, we haven't even seen in the majors yet. So they're doing this with the pieces that they had before they started selling off pitchers last year. Unbelievable. I you no,
2: know, as much as I hate the Yankees, they're kind
1: of hard to hate now.
2: That's the they're not my have it. to watch. It's, it kind of kind of reminds me of how the Mets were in the postseason in twenty fifteen.
1: I, I mean, D.D. Gregorius is so likable. Gary Sanchez is likable. Aaron Judge, we all know, is likable. CeCe Sabathia's been one of my favorite pitchers the last decade. I mean, he can even Steven Even if they lose this game tonight,
2: did anyone expect CC to have this type of season, and especially this type of postseason? No, dude. You thought he was just
1: eh, he'll get hurt. You know he'll. You know maybe he'll uh, he'll avoid. Um, it was a clause in his contract if his shoulder got hurt. Maybe he'll avoid that. Maybe he'll get paid. Maybe he'll do this. Maybe he'll do that. Number five starter. He's been the most clutch pitcher on this team. I mean, you could talk about Severino. You can talk about Gray. You can talk about Tanaka. CC sebastian has been the most clutch pitcher, most valuable pitcher on this team. He hasn't lost a game now, albeit. And I told Ryan this a couple weeks ago when he when he called up Ryan, our buddy who you know, our high school friend. He has gone up against pitchers. He's a three, third or fourth starter. He's gone up against other third or fourth starters. Like How many this time? This is a postseason. This right. is a different animal. He hasn't lost a game pitching after a loss. That is one of the most valuable things, if not the most valuable thing, to yeah, have. You're right, and it's crazy
2: because before the postseason started, even around the trade deadline, you you were so confident in Jordan Montgomery. I was. Montgomery was <laughs> going to be the you know dominant pitcher for this Yankees pitching staff. And we haven't really seen him either. But really, what's going on besides the starting pitching is the bullpen. Canley, Chad Green. How far out the door is Dylan Betances at this point? Oh, it's it's funny. I I would welcome him to the other side of New York in a, in a heartbeat. I mean,
1: yeah, he has the stuff. I think he's going to end up in Washington. Me, honestly, we've seen the Nationals have a tendency to overpay for players. Just look at Adam Eaton. They forgot that he got hurt. I mean, they gave up the three best prospects to get him. I, I,
2: I see him going to Washington. He's going to get money because he obviously has one of the best talent, one of the best stuff in the the league. Well, the
1: Yankees also have him for a couple more years under contract. They're going to trade him. Yeah, they're going to trade him. I mean, you have Canley under contract for a couple more years. Robertson's under contract for another year. Obviously, we know the big deal that uh, Chapman got. And, you know, Chad Green, God knows what his contract is. He's probably still on his rookie deal. I mean, that's the thing about baseball players. Aaron Judge is going to be getting paid less than – what he's worth, much less than what he's worth, for another six years. I mean, that's the problem with Major League Baseball. By that time, he'll be 30, but that's another conversation for a different day. Um, Steve, they don't – Girardi put him in, was it game three? Who pitched – yeah, against Charlie Morton, the blowout. Yeah. He had to bring Kenley after a while. I mean, if you can't trust Dalton Batances in a 10-1 game, well, Stephen, if right. they win this game tonight or tomorrow night, if they win this series, do you put him on the World Series roster? Um, you seriously think about that for a second. Because if he's going to be the ninth reliever, or eighth reliever, whatever it is, wouldn't you want another lefty in there? I would think so. Another lefty specialist? Another chasing and type guy? It's tough to say because,
2: you know, I, don't, I I really don't know how to answer that one. I, I, I think Potanzas has one of the better stuff in his bullpen. He's just not consistent with it, and you can't seem to find
1: the strike zone. That's really the Kansas' issue. Hey, but Steven, this is the thing. Okay. Yeah. So next year, and, and Tanaka, you're going to have to re-sign. If you want him back, you're going to have to resign him to a, an extension because he's not... I he
2: a qualifying offer. He's,
1: he's opting out. No, no, no. He's opting. He can opt out. He's opting out. He's not going to take the, 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 the year that he The year that he's had down the stretch, aside from the first couple of months, the playoffs that he's had, he's been flawless. He's getting a big deal after this. So... He's opting out. You know who? Stop! Stop talking. Anyway, I see every time I know you're gonna say something stupid. I just, I sense it. I sense it. They need a starting pitcher. They do need a starting pitcher. No, they, That's a conversation for a different day. Steve. None, listen. They have if a starter goes six innings. Canley, Green, Robertson, Chapman. The Tantas isn't needed. Not to mention the other guy, Adam Warren. You have in that bullpen. Betances isn't needed, so I don't. The point Trarardi's trying to make you can't tr- he, that he can't trust Betances. If he can't trust Betances, I don't really see any value of putting him on the World Series roster. I understand what
2: you're saying. I just I just can't see Joe doing that. But you know, there's two games left in this series. Could be potentially, potentially, you can't see the Astros winning tonight, and then ga- we have a Game Seven. With Justin Verlander on the mound? Well, Justin Verlander's pitching tonight. Um so you can't see the Astros taking this one at home? The,
1: tonight, yeah, I can. I, I think they will. And then at Game 7, it's up for grabs. And I think the Yankees will win game seven. I think Verlander wins today. Um, I don't know who would be pitching for the... Charlie Morton winning Game 3 last time. I'm surprised time.
2: that McCullers wasn't going Game 3. I mean... I'd prefer McCullers. Well, I mean, I was,
1: he was struggling, too. I mean, I've seen Keiko and Verlander. They were struggling. This is the problem. Brad Peacock is a very talented pitcher with very good stuff. The pro He'll strike out 10, 8, 9, 10 a game. The problem is he'll strike out those 8, 9, 10 a game in four or five innings. True. Did you see their Astros? Have you seen the Astros bullpen up to this point? It,
2: it really It's unfathomable. It's,
1: it's unfathomable. It, it's, Now, if you really wanted to, when was game five? What day was it? Um, I'm you. Oh, Jesus Christ. (sighs) All right. Game five was, I believe, Tuesday, Wednesday night, right? Yeah. Thursday? Friday. Today's Friday. Tomorrow will be. Do you have Kaiku go on three days rest? That's that's an actual question now. I can't see them doing it because then
2: say they do make it to the World Series. No,
1: no, 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 no! I don't want to think about that. You can't think about that, Steve. You got to think about it now. Remember in the Yankees, uh, in the Yankees, uh, Wild Card game. Like, well, I'm gonna put Severino out there if I need to. I'll put CC out there if I need to. I'll put Green out there for day. three innings. Oh, oh, everything's everything's left out on the table in a Game Seven in a while. in a that type of game. So if get. Maybe that's a possibility. I haven't. I'll go to Houston Chronicle. I don't know if, if that's even come up as an idea. I mean, they have to win this game first. They look yeah. lifeless. I don't know what it is about the Yankees. They just they just suck the life out of teams when they go to Yankee Stadium they, and they can't
2: recover. They look like a fun team right now, and we'll have to see what happens. But we will have the Dodgers in the World Series. Curtis Granderson, I'm rooting for you. I'm pulling for you, grandy. But that well, this will matter as next week we'll, we will be in. Probably th- game three by the World Series. I think Tuesday's game one. So we'll see what happens. I don't Either know. If- it's going to be Dodgers
1: Astros or Dodgers Yankees. I don't know if I'll be able to stomach a Dodgers Yankees World Series. To be honest with you, so
2: you know who I'll be pulling for. But let's get into what happened last night, and we are going to have a caller join the show.
0: Rob, is this Rob?
1: Guys, uh, Rob in Freeport. Rob, Rob. Hey, hi, Rob. Rob. Hey, what are you guys doing? Doing well, man. We are actually just about to get on some hockey talk. It's like Rob knew who was coming. It's like Rob could read our minds. Rob, what's going on?
0: Uh, nothing. Just sitting outside. Uh, well, Just, you know, just relaxing at work and getting ready for another game tomorrow.
2: Absolutely. And last night, the Islanders, you know what? They did play a solid game in uh, no, the third period. The third period was just atrocious, but what what, what
0: can we take away? Steven, I'll disagree with you on the solid game notion because from the outset, the Alleners were the better team, but defensively, all game long, you could see how much more they need to improve on. The turnovers, the... uh, just everything that was causing them fits in their own zone. And the Rangers weren't doing that much either. You know, sorry to say, that offense is atrocious. They are, you, you have no, they have no scores, really no forwards who could really, really, you know, pound uh pound in the offensive zone. But, you know, the basically the Owls were trying to hand the Rangers on the, the game on a silver platter. I mean, seriously, that, that's the exact thing I was thinking, watching the game last night, because believe it or not, after that second period, the Islanders should have been up like 6-1. to one. Matthew Basler should have had a hat trick last night, and he was by far the Islanders' best player. He basically willed them to that win last night. He was outstanding. You know, he, he basically, I said on Twitter, he arrived last night. That was the kind of game for a rookie like him where it's a big stage. He's going up against one of the best goaltenders in the world, one of the best in the league for the past 10 years, going up – going up against a hated rival in a hostile building. He showed me a lot last night. And, uh, you know, I'm very proud of what I saw from him last night. Josh saying not so much. I don't know what it was. I know we only got one shift in the third period, and then that was it, which, you know, I I was looking on Twitter, and people were, you know, people were losing their minds. Why is he not on the ice? And there was a reason why. If the kid's not going to shoot, and the puck is gonna go back towards the other end after he doesn't shoot and it could lead to scoring chances, he doesn't he doesn't deserve to be on the ice. It's plain it's that simple. He doesn't deserve to be on the ice if he's gonna keep hesitating. I know he doesn't I know he's a pass first guy, but this kid's gotta shoot, man. You know, this is the kind of stuff that Wade and the coaching staff have been trying to beat into him that if you're not gonna make the right play, you're not gonna play. Uh, you're not gonna see the ice.
1: Rob, um, talk about the other team that was on the ice last night. How much longer can Vigneault last in that bench while the Rangers are playing this gruesomely? Because you said it. The game should have been a blowout last night. I don't know what... It was a terrible game. I, I don't know why people on Twitter are talking about it's, how it was going It was an awful it's, game. It's okay.
0: funny, Errol, it's funny you asked me that question because when I was with Stan last week, you we were talking a bit about the Rangers before I left. And basically... His prediction is that if they kept losing, A V would be out by the beginning of November. And I'm sort of, I'm sort of going to stick with that because I think after six years behind the bench, the message, you know, it only gets through so much more. And I, I think that the message is not getting through anymore. I think the Rangers, I, I just don't think they have it anymore. I think the Lundquist, Henrik Lundqvist looks nothing like he was in, in his past years. He looks tired, he looks beaten, he looks like, you know, he just doesn't look like himself. And then you brought in Shankirk, who has been, he's been good. But every other one of those guys on defense has not contributed whatsoever. I mean, Ryan McDonough, I watched that, uh, the game on Tuesday against the Penguins. That was an absolutely horrific, horrific turnover in overtime. All he has to do is swing it around the boards, and it's a two-on-one the other way, and maybe the Rangers win that game, and they... You know, they get started to get on the right foot, but like I told you before, uh, a few weeks ago, I told you, I didn't like their offense. I thought there was a lot, la- there was a lack of scoring. You know, you have guys like Kreider and Luznevich and Hayes, who you needed, step- and they haven't stepped up this year at all. You know, you're still getting, you're getting good production from the bottom, uh, the bottom post, which that's a good thing. That's what. That's
1: what you need from those lines. But you can't depend on Michael Gradner and James McHarray to win new games. I can't believe, I can't believe I'm about to ask this right now. Robert, let's just fast forward to April for a second. Are either of these teams playing in the postseason? Say that again. Are both teams playing in the postseason? No, forget both. Are either of them playing in the postseason in April? I mean, they both don't look like playoff-caliber teams, especially with all the teams rising up that I've seen in the Eastern Conference this year. You know,
0: I, I want to give a slight edge to the Islanders because if it wasn't for the power play, they probably would have a winning record right now. It's that, like, it's that you know, easy to tell that the power play going over 20 up until last night it cost them so many games in this early going. They could have won. They could have had goal, They could have had a number of goals if they just got the power play, they probably could have gone. They probably could have won all three games on the road trip if they just got to interact together. But, I think it's too early to tell for both teams. I'm going to give more of a slight advantage to down because the Rangers have given away points this early
2: in the season. Last night, we did see Ryan Pulak uh, make his NHL, no, his season debut. Uh, And, you know, they put him on the power play. and He did take some shots, but not not too great too with his accuracy. Do you think Kulak is going to help that power play? Do you think
0: he gets a, a you know a consistent start uh, in, in this lineup? I I think he I think he does. I think yesterday maybe he was a little bit gun shy. You know it's your first game in the season. He did get a he did make the smart play on the first goal. Legally. You know because everyone was just waiting for everyone was waiting for him to to, uh, to shoot that booming slap shot. And uh, like even in overtime, you know in that spot. He's gotta do something. He's gotta have an impact. And I think like I said, he was a little bit gun shy. I I get where uh, maybe the hesitation is coming from, but I think you guys gonna start you're gonna to start to see him on a more consistent basis. I think you have to because you saw the how much better the how much better the Allen's power play is when he's on the ice. He allows so much more room and you know, unless he's breaking ankles with his slap shot, he's the kind of guy who can be a quarterback. Like I can't you know, I know I'm going to catch a lot of flack, but Nick Letty is not a power play quarterback.
1: No, He's not a Johnny
0: Boychuk. Uh, Johnny Boychuk is still a power play quarterback. No matter how many people say, oh, he fumbles the puck at the blue line, he could still, you know, he still is a power play quarterback, and he knows how to set his teammates up. That's what Poulak needs to become. And I think once Poulak gets in there, not just on the power play, but also as a regular on defense, he'll get more confidence and he'll start to build him up again. And, Rob,
2: one more thing before we let you go. Anthony Beauvilliers has been sitting in the past couple of days. What, what are your thoughts about that? Is a trade I see some trade rumors, maybe with Montreal. Uh, why is Beauvilliers
0: sitting?: I would say don't believe the trade rumors whatsoever. I, if, if you have to understand something. if he was going to be traded or he's trade-based, you have to showcase him. he would have to be playing every single game to, to up his value. what I, I read what Staples said yesterday uh, in his article. And it seemed that he had a bad game at Anaheim, and I kind of referred back. I tweeted about, I tweeted this. He took a late penalty, late uh, in the third period. The maybe time. it was one of those. It was maybe one of those non, like non useful penalties where it could have, could have like cost down the game, in a sense, even though it didn't. But maybe, like maybe he was just maybe he's lacking a little confidence. I don't know. Right. Uh, I think the scratches. I, you know, Wade said he, this is tough decision time for him. And I think with Bavouille, you know, there was talk about him not making the team out of training camp. So you have to keep that in mind. Someone actually pointed that out to me um, yesterday and on Wednesday. But to see, from what I gathered, and I, you know, I I, asked someone about this, who he, even he said the players don't even know what's going on, and nobody knows. And I, I, I don't think it's a trade. I just think that he he's on the short end of the stick right now. Maybe it was that bad game in um, in Anaheim, but he was pretty good the first few couple games, uh, and you know the scratches just baffled everybody. But I think you'll see him again. I think you'll see him tomorrow night. I actually think you'll see him for Hosang. I think Hosang needs to take a he needs to take a day uh, and sit in the press box and think about his mistakes from last night, and get Bavouye in there, get him going, and you know I, I've seen what Bavouye has done this year uh, the, the first few games he was in. You know, he was a spark. He was he was uh, skating. He was making plays. He was creating offense. So I wouldn't get too worried about anything with Boulaye yet. I mean, if we start to see more scratches like consistently, okay, then there's something really up. Maybe it's an injury. Maybe it's not. Maybe him and uh, the coaching staff had a disagreement. But I think that's all far-fetched right now. I just think that he's catching the short end of the stick. But you'll see him again.
2: All right. Well, thank you, Rob. Appreciate your time. I'm sure, we'll talk to you soon. All
1: right, guys, have a good one.
0: See you, Rob.
2: Yep, that was Rob Taub, uh, our hockey guru. And he did have some few insights on the game last night. But, yes, it is still October. We're still very early in the season, as Errol keeps reminding me about that. But we are going to get into our NFL picks right after this commercial break brought to you by I-95 Sports Network. Introducing the S D Podcast Channel, your one-stop source for all types of podcasts. We are always on the look for new podcasts to join our channel. If there is any topic you would like to discuss, contact us now. We can be reached on all social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. You can also contact us by email or leave us a voicemail at 516-570-9248. So make sure to contact us now so you can start your
1: podcast soon.
2: Weissman and I are back with you here on this Friday. Again, the number to call is... 1605 562 8001
1: on 95 Sports Network. But you know what time it is, though? It's my favorite time of the show, Steve. Yeah, the, we, don't have, we don't have much NFL. So what are you talking about, you delusional, deluded little? Let's go. Give him to me. Give him to me. Should we start off with the first game? No, I'll give him to me. The first
2: game. Seattle. At Giants.
1: Why is it the first game? It's because it's on your favorite. You stumble. Seattle
2: yeah, favored by four and a half points. Four and
1: a half now. Went down. What seven and a half? Oh, uh, uh, it was four and a half yesterday. Oh, dude. a half. Um, yeah, Steven, give me Seattle coming off a bye. Uh, I I could take those four and a half points. But John, I mean, see how much can we? I they. The Broncos got caught off guard last week. I don't know what happened. I felt bad for people because I told everybody. Take every penny to your name and go bet the Broncos on 12 points. I don't know what happened, but yeah, I'll get will take Seattle four and a half points.
2: I like Seattle in this one, but I'm gonna put the Giants to cover. I did like the Giants' defense last week against the Broncos in Denver. They only held them to 10 points. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a score
1: here. I need I need to see it two in a row. That's the problem. Give me a score. Seattle wins 18. Eighteen.
2: The seventeen.
1: Eighteen. We need get alright, whatever. I don't know. Next game. Jameis Winston is playing, by the way. They did get to confirm this morning. So give me the spread.
2: Yeah, uh Buffalo is favored by three points. Wow. Um gimme the box here. I mean, yes, he's probably not one hundred percent healthy Jameis Winston. But it's still Tampa Bay. They have not played to the highest level, in my opinion. Give me the box.
1: You see when you said it. Uh, they haven't played up to the levels that we thought they were going to, so especially you thought they were going to. Uh, coming from out west in Arizona, going to Buffalo against a rested Bills team, coming off a bye, rough defense. They've had two weeks to prepare for this game. Give me Buffalo with the three points at home.
2: Okay, next game. We have the Panthers in Chicago.
1: Carolina favored by three points. Who do you got? Give me the Bears. Cam Newton is 0 for. I'm not sure of the exact record, but it's more than one game. He has not won a game in Chicago. Chicago's a good home team. I don't know what it is. I'm putting my hands up. I don't know what it is about Chicago when they're at Soldier Field. They're a good home team. I don't like what I saw last week from Cam Newton. I know they have extra time to prepare for this game, but I'm going to go with the law of averages. Give me the Bears.
2: Yeah, give me the team with the better record right now. Four right. and two. Give me the Panthers. Uh, the next game, Titans at Browns. Brown, Brown <laughs> at home, looking for the first one of the season. Titans <laughs> are favored by six points. <laughs> give me the Titans, yeah. yeah give all me, the way. Give me
1: the, the, uh, give me the Titans at the six. Um, I, that's all. Too many points. Another week for Mario to get healthy. Uh, yeah, give me the Titans.
2: Next game. Uh, this is going to be an interesting game. Saints. In Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers likely out at least until postseason if they make it that far. New New Orleans, the Saints are favored by four points.
1: 30 to 20. Saints. I don't think I'm going to have trouble coming up with a game that the Packers can win this year without Aaron Rodgers. They're not constructed the way that they should be to win without an Aaron Rodgers. His name is Brett Hundley. He's been only for three years now. He's a rookie at WCLA. He's not – I don't know what he is. He can be Brissette. He can be Brady. I don't know. No, we didn't know Brady was Brady until Bledsoe, but, I mean, come on.
2: Give me the Saints here uh, to win the Lambeau. I think Drew Brees has a monster game. Next game, Jaguars versus the Colts in Jacksonville. No, in in Indianapolis, Jacksonville favored by three points. Who do you got?
1: Steven, give me the Jags. That defense is for real. We've seen it time and time again. Um, they did lose a game at home to a ball control, very good ball control team in the Los Angeles Rams. But the Indianapolis Colts are not a good ball control team. Um, they do not have good weapons and they do not have a good defense. Uh, give me the Jaguars pretty easily in Indy.
2: Yeah, I'll take the Jaguars too. I'm starting to hop on their bandwagon. Uh, I do like Jacoby Brissett though. He's one, they They will get, get
1: something good for him in the offseason.
2: You think so? They'll you think he's gonna
1: be traded? Yeah. There. I don't think he's taking over this for Andrew Luck?
2: Next, please. Before I punch you, come on, let's go. I think Luck is all. You know, Luck isn't on this team next year. Next game, Cardinals at Rams. Rams, Rams favored by three and a half. What do you got?
1: Um, this game actually is in London. Um, me the Rams, me the better team. Uh, I'm interested to see because you can run the ball on, on Los Angeles. I'm curious to see how Peterson does in the I formation again with
2: the Cardinals this but I'll pick the Rams. Yeah, give me the Rams too. also. Rams, 4-2. Looks like the better team. Even though the Cardinals did put up like 30-something points against Tampa Bay last week. Not saying much. Tampa Bay's deep from field isn't that good. But next game, Jets at Dolphins. Miami favorites by three points. Who do you got, Earl? I know my pick. I'm taking it again. Give me the Dolphins. Give me the Dolphins. Really? Give me the Dolphins.
1: Um, they did play better last week. They've been playing better the last couple weeks. Um, I don't know. Man, the J- how am I supposed to have that much confidence in the Jets? Just, Dolphins are at home. Second game at home. I, I believe in Adam Gates. They really do. Give me the Dolphins. The defense has played well.
2: Give me the Jets here. Especially after that horrible, horrible call by the refs last week again. Austin and Jenkins. Should have been a touchdown. Not saying the Jets would have won that game against the Patriots. The Jets got robbed, and I love how the Jets played against the Patriots. Even though they came in as underdogs, they looked really good, and I think the Jets are going to take this one and going to be four and three after this week. Next game, the Ravens in Minnesota. Minnesota favored by five and a half. Who do you got?
1: Yeah, give me the Vikings. Um, I'm not sure what the status is on Bradford yet. But Case Keenum has played well under center. That defense is ferocious, and how am I supposed to believe in the Ravens, dude? Come on. Give me the Vikings in Minnesota with five and a half points. Joe Flacco. You know who's who's better than Joe Flacco? Who? Colin Kaepernick. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, give me Minnesota in that one as well. We'll get the fifth win of the season. Next game, Cowboys in, uh, in San Francisco. Dallas favored by six. Only six. 49ers don't have a win yet. Who do you got?
1: He's playing. Cowboys don't to buy 49ers aren't as bad as the record indicates, but I'll still take the Cowboys with six points. I think they go out and make a statement this week.
2: Absolutely. Dallas needs to start. If they want to win this division, they need to start winning these types of games, especially against the 49ers. Give me Dallas. Next game, Cincinnati in at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh favored by five and a half points. Errol, I think this is a pretty easy one.
1: Yeah, I know Cincinnati's coming off a bye, but they're just dysfunctional. I don't know how much more. I, I would say I don't know how long Marvis Lewis has left, but <laughs> the, guy has, the guy hasn't won a playoff game in 13 years with this team, and he still has a job. So, give me Steelers. I think they're kind of they're starting to find their old form from last year. So, give me the Steelers at home with the
2: 5.5. Yeah, give me the Steelers here as well, Cincinnati. Again, Tyler Eifert, he can't seem to stay on the field. What a bust he's been. But uh next game, the Broncos at Chargers, another divisional game here. Uh pick 'em game. Chargers favored by a point. What do you got at all?
1: Steven, remember I told you last week, the Chargers just give their division rivals But I don't know what I mean I do think they're a very talented team. I don't think they're as good as the Broncos. But give me the Chargers at home. Philip Rose just has his way with these division rivals. Give me Sandy give me Los Angeles. And I'm gonna go with the
2: Broncos here. I think the Broncos are pissed their loss last week. They're gonna beat the Charger in this one. Chargers in this one. Next game uh, Super Bowl rematch. The Falcons coming to Foxborough against the Patriots. Patriots favored by three points.
0: Arrow.
1: Steven, this is a double digit win for the pass, I think. The Falcons have looked fraudulent. I mean, can we just In three wins. Let's just go down those three wins. Against the Chicago team, they should have lost to. That game was, if Mike Glennon was not their quarterback, they would have won that game. The Detroit game we mentioned earlier, we know it transpired there. And their third win is escaping But you see my point. Oh, the Green Bay game. Okay. Green Bay, a team that doesn't have a lot of talent. You're going to see that in the next 13 weeks uh, or nine weeks, whatever it is. Give me the Pats. 35. 21. We mean
2: the Patriots here as time well.
1: Time.
2: I, Again, the Falcons kind of remind me of what Tampa Bay is doing. They haven't really shown all of the potential. I think eventually the Falcons are going to make a run, but right now the Patriots are not going to win this one. Uh, the Patriots are going to win this one. Steven,
1: I have a little tidbit for you. Yeah. Aside from last season, for Matt Ryan, him, his and Andy Dalton's stats are nearly... Identical. Really? Yeah, go
2: ahead. The last game on this Monday night. My, this one's my favorite game in the week. The Redskins going to Philadelphia to face the Eagles. Eagles favored by five points. Tough game. Uh, I'll give you mine first. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go with the Eagles here. I think the Eagles just look really good right now. Washington's going to give them a run for their money. But Philly's going to win this one. Carson Wentz, what did I say in the offseason? What did I say in July, Errol? Carson Wentz is gonna be a top three quarterback this season. What is he? Just admit it. Week seven. Just admit it. In the past seven weeks, is he not in the top three in the NFC? In,
1: in the past seven weeks, yes. But I like Thank you. I like to look at Thank you. I like to look at things from a full season perspective. You know, not like you who comes knocking on my doors that by winning a game on October nineteenth, Stephen. Um give me Redskins with the upset. Really? Uh Philly went in there and beat them in their house, so I think Washington's gonna go in there and beat them in their house. Carson I excuse me, Kirk Cousins is five and one for Lincoln Financial Field. Uh he seems to have their way with them on the road. Um he did play well against Kansas City two weeks ago. He played well against uh, San Francisco was a little bit of a scare, but we know San Francisco does fifteen. They they keep it close. Um give me the Redskins to go in there and win this one outright. got the cover. Redskins win.
2: All right, and there you have it. That's our weekly NFL picks. I mean, let's get into the locals real quick. The Jets, we can start off. You you mentioned they are going on a little bit of a run here despite the loss last week, which, in all honesty, they should have won against the Patriots last week. That call was brutal. Even the a- analysts on the postgame
1: show, how do you make that call? I don't, I don't see – it's not just the call that bothered me, Steve. It's the explanation from the rest or lack thereof. I mean, you got no really good explanation. You got no good explanation. I'll give you an example. A few years ago, the Giants were playing the Redskins. And the same exact type of play happened when RG3 was diving into the end zone um, before play, before uh, uh, before the half was over. Now, the thing with that was the half was over. So it was, you know, it, it was what it was. But like I said the referee gave no further explanation of what happened they threw the Jets out of a game and the Pats I mean they they've looked well. they looked they looked decent in that game aside from the first quarter I am I, I don't know. I I, think, I can't believe that they could have won that game last week. We would have been having a very different conversation. Definitely. Because it would have boosted their morale. Would have boosted their confidence going into this Miami game. I don't know what their confidence is going to be like now. I don't know if they're going to be angry. I don't know if they have that type of hunger. This is a young. This is a young team mixed with some veterans. So say the team finishes off with like
2: say an eight and eight record. Todd Bowl's job on the line still? Absolutely
1: not, Steven. This team was supposed to win two games. Eight and eight. Eight and eight. I would have never thought uh, that this team would have been eight and eight or anywhere near there. They're five wins away in this season. Let's just can you find five more wins on their schedule? You know what? I thought I couldn't, but the way this team has been playing, they could win this week. They could win home against Buffalo uh, at New England. I'm not really sure if they could. Let's just it's just a see. just thing to do. But everyone kept saying that. But when I look when I put my eyes onto their roster, I didn't see that. I didn't see that type of roster to to go like last season. You saw, you know, you had Brandon Marshall, you had Eric Decker, you had Fitzpatrick, you had these veterans on the defense. Yeah, if you didn't make the playoffs, you're going to be eight and eight. Obviously, they they were worse than that. I didn't see this roster as being eight and eight. Now they have at the Dolphins. They have home against the Falcons. That looks like a more more like a winnable game than it originally was before the season. No, not a definite. No, but it, it looks a lot more winnable than I originally thought. Home against the Bills, at the Bucks. Uh, I mean, see, we've seen them struggle. We haven't seen them play to their full potential. Home against the Panthers. You know, I, I'm not really in love with the Panthers, although they are four and two. Against the, against the Chiefs, you count that as a loss. Then you have the Jets going into Denver. I mean, that's all that happened last week in Denver, in New Orleans, uh, and then home against uh, the Chargers, Sandy, uh, Los Angeles. I can't Sandy.
2: And then again in Foxborough,
1: you can find five wins. I
2: think you wins. can find five wins
1: there. Um, so breaking news for the fantasy football owners: um, Vikings have ruled out Stephon Diggs another week, so no Diggs, no Bradford. Uh, it's gonna be tough for the Vikings, but I still think they win that game.
2: But uh, moving on. I mean, we really there's not much to say left about the Giants. It, it's basically
1: they're playing to. So, no. They're playing games that are left on their schedule. Steven, this is the thing. I'm rubbing my chin a little bit. They're playing for Mason Rudolph. Because that's my boy. Where does he play,
2: Steven? Oklahoma. Oh,
1: no! I was close. No! What's the other school in Oklahoma?
2: With Wisconsin. No, what? No. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Uh... Did you
1: just say what what yeah, I think you just, just said? Okay. What other schools in Oklahoma? I have to quote that. You know that, right? No. What don't. other schools in it's Oklahoma? Tell Oklahoma, Oklahoma State? Oh, it's the same thing. No, it's not. That's the thing. It's Oklahoma, not it's
2: Oklahoma State. It's all right. Whatever.
1: Um, I'm rubbing my chin a little bit watching last week's game. And I woke up Monday morning or Tuesday. What did they play? Monday night, Sunday, Sunday night. I woke up Monday morning. Even I was not happy. I was not excited. I was so infuriated. Where? What? Forget the offense. And I had an argument, i had to have an argument with a guy on Twitter about Odell Beckham, about the lack of offense uh, without Odell Beckham, which actually got up to 102 likes. You
2: should feel proud of yourself. I—I—I
1: I, I, I sort of do. I, I know it's a little odd to say, but um, the the offense scored 16 points. The defense scored seven of those of so those 23 points so I don't want to hear that they were better without all little back they couldn't move the ball after the first couple first half um where was the defensive performance the entire season that we saw on Sunday night where has that been that's what we've been looking for Stephen that's what we've been looking for to carry this team when the, the offense couldn't move the ball in week one and in week two I didn't see that dominant type defense now we saw a defense that was bending but wasn't breaking. But you saw a dominant performance. Jason Pierre-Paul getting to Trevor Simeon, knocking him out of the game at one point. Janoris Jackson taking one and bringing it to the house. Landon Collins with a dominant performance when he wasn't getting burned. Eli Apple was stuck to Emmanuel Sanders like glue. Where was that, Steven? For five weeks.
2: You know know what else did pretty pretty well last week. Also, the offensive line really wasn't. Oh too my bad. god, DJ
1: Fluker DJ ran Fluka. over a guy. I don't know who it was. I, I I think it was. Oh, was it Derek Wolf. I'm not sure. He ran over a guy. Where has that been? Where is DJ Fluker been? Because he hasn't been playing. Where you
2: know, has, I, I like that they changed? The, uh, I like that
1: McAdoo's not playing. Uh, making the calls anymore either. Well, that's the main cognizant that I think helped this team. They actually ran the football. Was McAdoo going to have Orleans Darko run the football as many times as he did? No, no. absolutely not. Um, Steven, 117 yards. 117 yards. You know when the last time they had a 100-yard rusher? Actually, it wasn't that long ago. but No. Week 17, Ole Perkins, 103. In a game that meant absolutely nothing. So, a game that meant something to this team. I couldn't even tell you the last time they had a hundred yard rusher. I'm really not too sure. Has tired the Jennings ever hit a hundred yards? With the Giants, I'm sure he. Yes, he has. He he had in the first year. I do remember it definitely with the Giants. He had hit a hundred yards. How's he? Do, did he? How's he doing on Dance with the Stars? By the way, I haven't really. Turned in, so. Oh wait, no, times. that was um that last season. That was yeah. last season. He won. That's right. He won. Wow, that seemed like a long time ago. Have you seen who's in what former NFL stars now on Dancing with the Stars? No. I'll give you a hint. Let's play again. A Wide receiver. Played for... He last played for the Bengals. Before that, he played for the Cowboys. Played for the Eagles. Played for the 49ers. Snubbed from the NFL Hall of Fame. Giants played in a playoff game. He was with the Cowboys.
2: I want to say it, but I think I'm wrong.
1: Played in a Super Bowl with a torn ACL. Has he
2: tweeted recently that Yes, Terrell yes. Owens? Yes. Terrell Owens. Terrell
1: and Derek Fisher, is wow. a former coach of the Knicks and former Lakers point guard.
2: Something I want to get into. We could get into Knicks here soon, but we have about 10 minutes left in the show. Some Mets news. They are looking for a new manager of this team. Some guys in consideration. Mickey Calloway, Manny Acta. But there is one guy who's a leading runner, according to John name That's Kevin Long, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. I prefer a guy in Bob Guerin or even Joe McEwen. I think Joe McEwen is definitely more interesting than Kevin Long. I just want an outside voice. I don't – yes, Kevin Long is supposed to be a good motivator, uh, a good guy to have in the locker room, but I think we have to have a new voice in this room. Yes, as Errol's showing me in my interview with – Kevin Long. Yeah,
1: that would be cool. I mean, interviewed the guy, not at the time, but now is the Mets manager. I, I think that would be cool. Um, Steven, here's what the thing is. You mentioned, you know, retreads like Bob Garrett and, um, you know, other guys whose names I really don't care about. I like the idea of Mickey got um, the pitching coach for the From Um, I like that. I do like that idea. There's a re- I mean, was it that much of a coincidence? Was it? Are we sure this wasn't in play from the beginning? Is it that much of a coincidence that Kevin Long was the only guy on the staff to return? I mean, the medical staff was despair, was disp- um, was dismissed. Dan Worthen was dismissed. We obviously know what's going on with Terry Collins. Is he's in the front office? Being, God knows, what? assistant to GM. The puppet in the uh (laughs) it's basically what we have to call it um yeah steve i i I liked i would like the move i think he he said he motivates players players love him he's an extremely hard worker i was listening to michael k that probably is inside any guy who's ever worn pin stretch ever um more than anybody saying that you know he at seven o'clock he was uh you know he was at the game and He's at the ballpark at 11 o'clock in the morning. and wouldn't leave late and work with players late during practices as well. This guy, I want a guy like that. I want a guy who's going to work as hard as he possibly can to make this team improve. This Mets team, talent-wise, isn't that far off from returning to the postseason. Um, Steven, a new candidate has now gone into the free agent pool. Can't see it happening. Oops. I really can't. Dusty Baker. Yeah, I can't see them. Why was he the? Dis- I mean, he got to the playoffs twice. I get it. He didn't win each either time, but the players at the end of the day aren't the players playing on the field, not the managers. It's true. I mean,
2: sometimes do you think Dusty Baker overmanages? I mean, not as much as like a guy like Joe Madden or Joe Girardi, but at some point you need to win in the postseason, and that's just something something the Nationals have not done ever. They have not won a postseason series, and I'm not sure what direction they're heading in because Dusty Baker is – here's a, a reason why Dusty Baker would not be a fit for the Mets. Dusty Baker is more of a coach for a win-now team. The Mets are still
1: but, sort of rebuilding. But are they? If, the the Mets, pitching, if this they pitching really stuff, they, God forbid, does come back healthy, are they really? Okay, you have a pitching staff. Then what?
2: You still have Travis Dernoa as your catcher. You I have. Know how I feel about that. You I don't did, have a second baseman right now. You
1: don't. I do feel bad for ripping him as many times as they did in the meantime. He has a very, very strong grip. He ever did, he did shake his hand that, that night. I did, I did not. But you don't have a second baseman right now. You don't know
2: if Conforto is going to be your center fielder or your right fielder. You know, is Brandon Nimmo making the team? These are guys, you don't have a set roster like, the Nationals do, especially with guys like Bryce Harper, Anthony Rendon, Trey Turner, Adam Eaton. Let's go on and on. Zimmerman playing first base, MVP-like season uh, until the very end. But you know that's a team that Dusty Baker can manage. I don't think he can manage a team. I think Terry Collins is way more of a fit. Obviously, he's not there anymore. I think they needed a change of scenery. But I can see. I, one guy I don't want to see there is Manny Acta. I don't.
1: No, I don't see it. I don't want to see one of these retread managers. I would like the first year. Now, the only time... That, I would like Alex Cora. Uh, yeah, but he seems very, you know, very... Um, it seems like he's going to Boston. Yeah, I mean, he was very highly touted as the Astros bench coach. I, Brad Austin snubbed the at... I was yeah. very... You know, to me, because, it, you know, now the rumors are swirling that he wanted to be in the American League. I lost a little bit of respect for him when I found that out. Because in the National League, you undoubtedly have to manage more because you don't have the DH. Right. I kind of lost a little bit of respect for for Brad Austin because you don't want to manage in the NL. There's only one really logical explanation to that.
2: Because of the DH.
1: Or lack thereof in the National League. Um, I would have liked Ron Gardenhire as the manager. I think that was a guy that did succeed in this league. wasn't like a retread type manager. This is a guy that succeeded in this league with – it's Probably less than we ever saw. I mean, how many times did you look at the Twins roster and say, "That's a damn good roster. That's a roster that could win a World Series." Not one, not much. You know, not much.
2: Not since like 2008 it was, when it was like Morneau and Joe Mauer. But towards
1: the end, and they were still making the postseason. You got to give Gardenhire credit for that.
2: No, absolutely. And in case you didn't know, Gardenhire just signed a three-year extension yeah, with night. the Detroit Tigers. So good for the Tigers. Uh, definitely a good. Good manager, as we've seen with uh, his time in Minnesota. So the first week of interviews for the Mets, have not, uh, I mean, it's over with. We'll see what happens within the next couple of weeks. We'll I'll just have to bring in a pitching coach. So we'll, <laughs> see. we'll have to see what happens here. But I don't know if you want to get into some next. We have five minutes left
1: on the show. I don't know if you really watched the game last night. I did. Because I actually didn't start watching the Ranger game again until they were down 3-2. Because they looked disgusting. I couldn't deal with it.
2: Well, Carl, Carl Anthony, first, his former team uh, in Oklahoma City.
1: Let me tell you, Steven, that team, I know we we're about to talk about um, the Knicks, but that Thunder team. Westbrook, who doesn't have to take thirty shots a game anymore, he only took twelve, with sixteen assists. Cole George, who played like a man last night, and Carmelo Anthony, who was the secondary, didn't have to be the main scoring, uh, main scoring source. They looked good last night. Let me tell you, they could compete. I, 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 they could compete. I don't know we say this every year with a different team. Last year with the Spurs, maybe it was the Rockets. Maybe you know, maybe the Rockets could compete with them. Uh, um, I think maybe this was the year the Clippers that could compete with them. The Thunder gel the way they gelled. Not like the Rockets. The Rockets didn't gel against Golden State. But they still ended up winning, but once Draymond Green went down that night, uh, you know, all losses, uh, you know, all, all hands on deck was for uh, was for the Warriors. If this team gels the way they look like they could possibly gel, and they get secondary scoring. From guys like Roberson and guys like Steven Adams. This team can't compete with Golden State. The Knicks, can they make the postseason? No. In this Eastern Conference, they might be able to. I mean, if you really look at it, I, we, didn't do, we don't really talk much basketball on this station, which we probably should do more. But if I really had to look at it and I really had to construct a postseason for the Eastern Conference, I would say it would obviously be Cleveland, too. With the Gordon Hayward injury, I would probably say uh, Toronto, two. uh, Washington, excuse me, Milwaukee, three. Washington, four. I'm just naming the best teams in this. Those are like the four surefire. Washington. I I just said, uh, think about it. Cleveland, Boston. Toronto. Now we're just going down the surefire teams that are going to make the postseason. Milwaukee and Washington. That's five teams that are surefire picks to make the postseason. Everyone else. You know, Chicago's terrible. Brooklyn's terrible. Charlotte's eh. Detroit's eh. Miami. Miami's eh. I mean, everyone. Steven, seriously. Everybody else is eh. Eh. I mean, there's four teams, five, four or five teams that are absolutely going to be to make, making the postseason. I wouldn't have a doubt in my mind about it. And then you have a team like Philadelphia who's young and fun, and Ben Simmons looks really good, and if Joel Embiid can stay on the court, that team can be pretty good with guys like Covington and Marco Fultz in his rookie year. Um, they can be fun. I'm not going to say exciting, but they can be fun. so um Yeah, I'm not really sure if this team can make the postseason. I mean, the plus-minuses last night were disgusting. Well, Porzingis did have a
2: very good game, though. This is Porzingis' team now. This is his team. This is his time to shine. Porzingis has to carry this team. I mean, they did bring Hardaway in. They had that guy Cantor they got in the Carmelo trade. So, we'll have to see what happens. But I think, especially with Phil Jackson being gone, this team's gonna head in the right direction very soon. Not gonna say they're gonna, not gonna say they're gonna make the postseason, but I think they'll be heading in the right direction, especially with Melo out and Porzingis has the team and straightforward, I think it's gonna be fine within the next couple of years. Better than the Nets
1: anyway. Uh, I kind of like the way the Nets are going in the direction that they're going anyway. But what, nonetheless, um, yeah, Steven, that's our show. Um, I will talk to you. I'll talk to you later, but that is our show for the week. Thanks to everyone who, uh, who listened. Thank you to Rob Tab on the I-95 Sports Network. For everybody who doesn't know, that really should. Oklahoma has nothing to do with Wisconsin. Wisconsin is not in Oklahoma. Okay. Also, also want to give another shout-out um, to my friend Ashley. I, it's really incredible win. I I mean, you got to give credit to anyone who does it. Give credit to Bobby and Joey who made this network and Jugo. Um, I do want to give a shout out to my friend because she does mean a lot to me, Ashley, who made her own spray tanning company. And if you want to go follow it on Instagram and Facebook, Stephen, it was. Um,
2: it's fantastic mobile tan at fantastic mobile tan on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, if you're interested in airbrush tanning, just go follow her.
1: Uh Ashley I think I might have to go today. Look at me, I'm pale as, uh, like
2: jeez. But if you mention Weissman and Oz or S&D Podcast on your next uh, appointment, you'll get some sort of discount. But that'll do it for Weissman and Oz. You'll check out the show later on the I-95 Sports page on demand, S&D Podcast channel on SoundCloud, at iTunes, Google Play, and we'll make sure we'll post it on social media at a later date. But so thank you for all our listeners and Rob tell We'll see you guys next Friday. I need, a, and Oz.
1: I need a nap.